0: Hi, and welcome to Math Amusings. I'm Mike O'Connell, creator of Math Amusings, and your host. Stay tuned for 15 minutes of science, politics, news, and opinion. In other words, Math Amusings. Today's date is Friday, July 1st, 2022. We're on the downslide now, second half of the year. This is season two, episode number 26 of our show. For the proof that we are halfway through the year. This is episode number 26. I hope you have enjoyed all the episodes from the first half of the year. I know I have. I always enjoy bringing you this program. I hope you enjoy listening. Then again, if if you don't enjoy listening, I mean, what what are you doing? There is so many other things you could be listening to or watching or doing. What an open. Welcome everyone. To Fourth of July weekend, my uh, one of my favorite weekends of the year. My I always call Fourth of July my second favorite holiday, after New Year's Eve. It combines everything I love about life. It's uh, Americanism, patriotism, f- baseball, fireworks, hot dogs, all, all that good stuff coming together. And uh, I say that um, you know you can find a 4th of July celebration going on every day the next, at least the next four days, I know that around me in, in Sterling Park fireworks tonight I'm sure there are communities that are doing fireworks on Saturday night got to be some doing it Sunday night and then uh, many municipalities are going to be running the fireworks show on Monday night too and at, geez, if there's a, a rain delay in there you might even catch one on Tuesday like this is this is where you make your bank if you're, you know, the fireworks guy, or the Dixieland guy, which was the side hustle for me for many years. always playing multiple shows on uh, Fourth of July weekend, especially when you had something like this that, uh, when it was part of a wraparound weekend like this, you could uh, hit up multiple municipalities with your wares. Other thing I love, of course, about the holiday baseball, nothing says 4th of July in America like the game of baseball, and I should say one thing, I have felt bad about this for the last week, I kind of misspoke and didn't tell the whole story from last week when I was talking about two things simultaneously, kind of, I was talking about minor league baseball and I was talking about the city of Norfolk, Virginia. Norfolk, Virginia has had a A baseball team for decades. And I kind of made it sound like it was the Mets A team. It used to be the Mets AAA team and was for decades. Since 2007, it has been the Baltimore Orioles AAA team. They are known as the Norfolk Tides. Now, from 1993 to 2006... They were the New York Mets AAA farm team. They were also known as the Norfolk Tides. The name I mentioned that I remembered from when I was a kid was the Tidewater Tides. Now, the Tidewater Tides existed from like the early days in the Mets, and we're talking 1960s here, up until 1992. And you know you're an old man when like the thing that you remember hasn't existed for more than 30 years. They haven't been the Tidewater Tides in 30 years, but that's what I remembered. because in the 80s and early 90s, when I'm watching and following minor league baseball, they were the Tidewater Tides, following it more closely than I am now. So I felt as though I had to make that slight correction to what I talked about last week. And as long as we're on the subject of 4th of July, I might as well mention what I'm doing this Monday. If you are in Northern Virginia, specifically looking for something to do Monday morning, that is the actual 4th of July, it is ye old time 4th of July celebration at Claude Moore Park, crown jewel of Sterling, Virginia, and of Loudoun County, uh, at ten thirty a.m., we're kicking off the Fourth of July holiday with a public recitation of the Declaration of Independence. The speaker will be me. Uh, I'm reading the Declaration of Independence and giving a short synopsis of its history, as I always do. I've been doing this. I've been doing this for almost twenty years, if you can believe it. First time I did this was two thousand four. That's at Claude Moore Park. On Monday, greatly looking forward to that, and uh, I'm also celebrating another anniversary. I always talk about you know birthdays, anniversaries, holidays. It it seems to come up. I guess if you live long enough, there's some bound to be something interesting every day of the year for you. Like it would have come up at some point that every day something interesting happened to you. So. I mentioned last week that today and next Friday, I would be celebrating two very important people from my life. And I've mentioned these people before. They were, in so many ways, like my second set of parents growing up. My maternal grandparents. My mom's mom and dad. Bob and Irene Gallagher, who, whose birthdays were close. My grandmother's birthday was July 3rd, and my grandfather's birthday was July 12th. And over the next two weeks, I'm going to celebrate both of them. It, neither one has that interesting a milestone. I mean, my grandmother was born in 1925, so she would have been turning 97. It's, it's not exactly a, a milestone, but nah, it's still, 97, why, why not... Um, and uh, my grandfather was born in 1923. So he, he would be hitting 99 right now. I guess it's a little more interesting. Uh, both of those folks who I'd spent so much time with growing up, and they were still around until I was in my 20s. Uh, so I, I really got to know them. And it's a little bit as an adult, too, which is always kind of cool. Lived the quintessential American lives. I would give the... Short synopsis of it now uh, for my grandmother, who was born July 3rd, 1925, and uh, in upstate New York, even farther north than Binghamton. The town she said she was from, now this is interesting, is, is a town that I've, I've never been able to prove actually existed. She said she was from Stokes, New York, and uh, I, the outside of Rome. Not the Rome, New you know. Rome, New York, which is near-ish Syracuse. That's like the, the closest big city. And if there ever was a Stokes, New York, I think there was. I think it's, it's written in some documents that I've seen of, of her early days. That it was... That town was swallowed up by some municipal redistricting in like the 1930s. Anyway... Family moved to Binghamton when she was a young girl, as many families did. Now, she was the youngest out of eight kids. I know I've mentioned that before. Her parents were Polish immigrants, like, they had come here from Poland. Actually, her mom came through Ellis Island. I know that because they've got, her name is on, like, one of the plaques at Ellis Island. We we went to see it when I was a kid. Uh, there's, you know, Rose Wiltzik coming through Ellis Island, and I think it was 19... Uh, 11 or something like that heyday of Ellis Island and my grandmother is, is the youngest of 8 kids so her older brother and sisters are like working age by this point and uh, as the uh, depression hits when she was a young girl family comes to Binghamton to work for the Endicott Johnson Shoe Corporation Uh same reason that um a lot of immigrants are working in uh in factories these days is that uh well you work for ej shoes there was there was no labor union it's it, you you work hard you you work cheap and they they took care of you as i understand like they they took you as in his family but the, the deal was that there was going to be no labor union that's that's what the square deal was i can talk about that in another episode um, but hey it was it was work and it was it was better than nothing it was better than what they called relief at the time right and uh Endicott shoe company did all right by uh, the Orzelics as uh, my grandmother and her brother and sisters were growing up she graduates from what was known as Central High School, is now Binghamton High School, uh, in Binghamton, class of 1943, classmate of one Rod Serling, creator of the Twilight Zone. And my grandmother said this about Rod Serling, that he, like, he was popular. And, like, the kids knew, like, Rod is going to be famous. And the the thing that my grandmother said about him was that, you know, he was short, like, Rod Serling was, was only like five foot four, maybe. Now you never knew that watching him on TV because you only saw him on screen by himself. Like if you watched the old Twilight Zone episodes, he's not standing next to anybody. So you wouldn't know that he, he was short. That, that was the thing. And, and my grandmother said he always like, walked around with like a you know puffed up attitude though, and like he'd, he earned it though, because he was cool. He was popular. Uh, anyway. So in 1943, the war is going on. Of course, when my grandmother leaves high school, she immediately gets a job doing some wartime manufacturing. Think like Rosie the Riveter. And uh, she, she eventually starts working for, okay, it was Ansco at the time, camera making company. And I think they had, they probably shifted their business to something more than just cameras. Every factory was doing this at the time. But even after the war, she she kept it up with ANSCO, and then which was later GAF, which was later Anatech. The company changed names several times, but was a Binghamton institution for decades. She works there, you know. Be, meets Bob Gallagher, as I've described before, in 1947. They get married in 1950, and like many uh, post-war families, they've they've got three kids. You know they. They build their own house, practically with their bare hands. Got three kids in the 50s. And in 1960, so my grandmother's working, I guess, like, reduced mother's hours during this time. But then in 1960 rolls around. She, um, I guess, had been taking, like, secretarial courses and, like, moves up from the factory line to being one of the office girls. And that was a job that she kept for almost 20 years. She retired in 1979, um, just, as, uh, just as just as they were uh, legalizing casino gambling in Atlantic City. Funny how that worked out. That that became a hobby of hers uh, in her later years. Yeah, don't sit down at a card table with uh, Irene Gallagher. She'll she'll uh, she'll take you for everything you've got. Uh, she became, though, uh, during this time in the 80s and 90s, a doting grandmother to me and my cousins. I was the youngest. And then a, a doting great-grandmother as well. It's, I always love telling the story that she uh, had three kids, three grandkids, and three great-grandkids in her lifetime. I'm like, okay, that's interesting enough. In each case, though, it went girl, boy, boy, Girl, boy, boy, girl, boy, boy. Now she later had, my own son is included in this, uh, three more great grandchildren, uh, but that was after she had uh, passed away. Um, and to me, growing up, I'd be grateful doesn't even describe uh, what she did for me. I mean, she came over. She either she lived only like half a mile away from where I lived, where my parents lived, and either she was at our house or I was over at her house every single day, like literally 365 days a year. I mean, I went to my grandparents' house after school rather than my own parents' house almost every day. You know, I'm talking like K through 12 here. Saved my parents probably $100,000 in childcare costs. Like that we had this automatic free babysitter her and her husband too, my grandfather. And uh, as I said, I she lived until I was uh, almost 30. I um, danced at my wedding. She was still traveling, still gambling, still doing stuff. She died when she was 85. Uh, one day, just it literally dropped dead. She, she had lived such a full life until one moment when she falls, and that was it. You know, She never wanted to go to a nursing home or anything. She didn't. She lived right life right up to the end, and then uh, one day, it was just Taken out from her, and I think that was that was the way she wanted to go. So that was uh, to me like the, the way for her to go out on her. As I said, the you know the quintessential American life and uh, life well lived, and I'm I'm glad I got to be a, a part of it as well. The life of Irene Gallagher went to so many of my gigs as I was growing up. And I'm sure the, the first few times I've read the Declaration of Independence, I'm going to be doing that again, rekindling that old project on Monday at Claude Park, if you are in the Northern Virginia area, 10.30 a.m. on Monday. I'm looking forward to it. Tell you all about it next week on Math Amusings. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Uh, you've been listening to Math Amusings. My name is Mike O'Connell. For more information or to contact, uh, go to MikeOConnellJr.com.